0: Scared by Joe. Bullshit. Oh, you ain't afraid of no man. There's something out there waiting for us. And it
1: ain't no man. Over here. Ah. 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 Hello and welcome to Seismic Summer. I'm your host, James, aka Ya. I think that's how you pronounce that, I'm not too sure. Um and I'm joined by Vif Carger a.k.a. Colin. How you doing, mate?
2: Hey, not bad, thanks.
1: And lastly, we've got Paul, a.k.a. Sergeant Mac. How you doing, mate? I,
0: I'm going to help me something. <laughs> <laughs> was, I was wondering when that quote would come up.
1: Aye, uh, legend.
0: Uh, all good, man. I'm glad we're actually reviewing a good movie this week as well. <laughs> what are you saying?
2: What? What are you saying about Rebel Moon?
0: Oh, Rebel Moon. That sucked balls. Any, if anyone wants to listen to the review, go back Nick, go back to episode 104.
1: That brings me on to the next bit then. So I'm going to do a wee bit of housekeeping then. So if you're interested in you know, getting to know what we thought about Rebel Moon that we did last week and the week before that we did Wonka, um, you can find us on you know, Silent Cinema on Twitter, Facebook, I keep calling it Twitter. I should really start calling it X, but all time stay hard, I suppose.
0: Instagram. I call it Twitter still. I call it Twitter.
1: Aye. Instagram threads and TikTok, and you can find them all as well on YouTube, guys. So we're sitting we're getting a wee searching um, subscribers over the last week or two, so we're sitting at 121 subscribers now. We're aiming to get to 150 by the middle of the year. So if you're on to watch a video or hear us you know talk about films and that then just hit the subscribe button guys it's it takes two minutes okay so thanks very much for all the folk who have supported so far and you can also buy us a coffee as well folks um if we can find the retard there we go i still haven't got my new mic yet the plan is to get the mic for today but um i didn't have time to get it so help us um the channel again buymycoffee.com forward slash seismic cinema okay um so again just going back to last week guys we reviewed rebel moon that's received a, a you know a, quite a um divisive kind of um reaction i think but check it out because our pod was just as long as the film so um, <laughs> <laughs> Go for that and a hundred times better <laughs> well i'm glad you said that it, mate it's a hundred times better go back and listen to that guys and uh wonky as well so thanks very much so moving on to the next bit so we are a member of what's called a pod pack collective It's a group of indie podcasters trying to you know make a difference in the indie podcast society so if you're watching on youtube or spotify you can do that now you'll see the the members of of that pod pack collective so I shout out to um chat tsunami casting views review it yourself two girls and one reusable cup nostalgic podcast and stop drop and roll initiative podcast which is a podcast on dungeons and dragons so go ahead and check them out guys follow them on all the socials Give them a subscription on YouTube as well, guys, so they'll very much appreciate that. Welcome to Chatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interest. Previously on Chatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives into both the Sonic and Halo franchises.
0: Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our subseries Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that's like your cup of tea then you can check us out on spotify itunes and all big podcast apps as always stay safe
2: stay awesome and most importantly stay hydrated okay. you did very well there james hi um I was can, I, can i share a quick wee stat in terms of top subscribers early 61 percent of our watch time is from people that haven't subscribed versus 39 percent who have there you go
0: oh there we go. Come on, people, get watching.
1: I subscribe. Um I was just gonna say there, Colin, that I, um thanks for the compliment, mate. I, you know standing front in the middle of talking in front, you know, is it's paid dividends, so hi thanks. <laughs> so you, you should host every week. No thanks.
2: You can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> nah, it's, it's not fair doing that. I'll give other people a shot. Um, So so this week we are reviewing the 1987 film Predator um, that stars Ernest Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, Bill Duke, Tony Landon to name but a few and there's also the the mention of Kevin Peter Hall who actually played Predator um, through the film. So if you haven't seen this film, um, I've got no idea where you're been because it is an absolute belter, um, and we'll go on to discuss it uh, obviously in more detail. But just to give you a wee kind of um, introduction to the film, so the synopsis of it, kind of, so it's team it of commandos arrive. I think it's South America. I could be wrong. Central America, South America. Um, South America. Yeah. South America on a rescue mission. Not long after they find out they've all been set up under and um, being sitting there under false pretences. As they get begin to find out who killed the previous teams, they realise they're being hunted by something not of this world. Okay, so um, the budget for this film was 15 million. 15 million. And it made more than just more than 98 million back. So it's done no bad. Just a slight success. I didn't find no, I didn't realise this, this person was a director actually until I was did a little bit of digging around it, but do you any of you know who directed this film? Oh I do. Oh do you? Oh well, I
2: forgot I, I forgot his name, but I know what else he directed.
1: Oh do you? That's, that was my next question. So where else did he direct in?
2: Die Hard.
0: He did. Is, it, is his name John McTiernan? Is that his name? John McTiernan, aye.
2: See, I see I did my research this time around. <laughs> after, last, after last week.
1: John <laughs> um, I, I
2: also, thought you would. Have, I thought you would have known that just off the bat, with your love for both films. Who, James?
1: Ah, oh, James. I don't know. I've got. I uh, well, I, I don't know. I just forgot. It's that way where you, you just kind of forget things. It's old age. You'll come to you. Yeah. He, also, he also directed um, Last Action Hero as well. So, aye. So that was a wee surprise, and I'm going to be talking about the kind of camera shots throughout the film as well. But you can tell that it, you know. Was quite a lot of similarities between Die Hard and the way this film shot as well. Okay, so moving into the actual um, before I before I go into the actual review, I want to get and get your thoughts on when you
0: were first into just to this film. I'll start with yourself, Paul. Uh, I think I mentioned this in a previous pod. I think this is one of these movies I watched when I was like super young. This is probably. I'd say mid to late nineties. Um, just my dad would put on TV and be like, "Here, son, do you know a just action movie?" I'd be like, "Yes, yes, I do," and absolutely blew me away because like, I used to love like certain like kind of military related or um, like monster movies and stuff, and then it's just like uh, smash the two together, and yeah, absolutely loved it. See the bit where the they're just shooting into the forest. I was like, this is my movie. This is my kind of movie. Um, but yeah, mid to late 90s when I was a wee kid. Um, probably watched it far too young than I should have. But it was well worth it. And it kind of brought me into Because I've watched this before. I've seen like Alien and stuff like that. So this was my first kind of proper Alien movie. Like extraterrestrial movie that I watched. So i was like kind of nerdy side with the star wars and stuff this is also the kind of idea which i love so yeah that was when i first got introduced to it i liked how you changed your, your
1: phrase there you're about to see aileen and then you went <laughs> yeah you can't get those two um mixed up even though there was an awful um film up there after colin with yourself
2: uh, well, it won't come to much of a surprise to you. Um, well, I actually watched—I watched, I watched like, the first half hour of this like a couple of years ago or last year—and I didn't. I didn't stop watching it because I didn't like it. It was more just like I just start. Do you know, sometimes you just start watching something and then you go to bed because it's late or stuff happens. And um, so then this was the first time I've actually watched it the whole way through so i guess it'll bring a, an interesting mixture it's also interesting hearing all these movies paul watched when he's a kid it really kind of makes sense in terms of how paul ended up now My personality. <laughs> um i messed up man i have seen i've seen like the first three alien movies uh if that's the right phrase or aliens probably aliens better um so but so I'd always heard of this. Like I've never seen Alien versus Predator and I don't know if it's worth watching, but um I'd, I'd always heard Predator in relation to the Alien movies because of the kind of crossover aspect.
1: Aye. Um, I seen this when I was young as well, maybe ten to twelve year old. Like probably should have been watching it at the time, but it was on television. Um and it was just uh, I think what captured me anyway at the time when I was younger and it was like this alien and then some of the funny quotes you know even you know, when, Aileen, when the predator yeah we well, have said Aileen, when the predator um is looking you can see obviously the, the heat detection and, you, and you, you get the point of view of the predator that always stuck in my head it was that was really good and then you hear the what well, stuck in my head probably more than that when i was growing up watching the film was the quote at the end that what Arnold Schwarzenegger says to him, when the predator takes his helmet off
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was one so you feel free to say it if you want but it's um certainly one that that i always remember hearing and i always refer that quote, that film to that quote and that quote to that film mm-hmm. um yeah so probably i seen it when we were younger and Colin a couple of years ago
2: yeah. well technically this week but i saw <laughs> i saw like half an hour of it or 40 minutes of it a couple of years ago <laughs> Okay. Uh, and
0: just seeing when you're saying like stuff like it kind of stuck with you like when I first watched it was we weekend like, like you're saying like the heat vision like I'd never seen anything like that before and I thought it was the coolest thing ever and, and the cloaking technology for the Predator itself I like, never seen anything like that I was just like it just blew my mind when I was younger and then that just kind of stuck with me ever since like that and Predator 2, I think we should do Predator 2 at some point as well because I love Predator 2 Um we should do that I will sacrifice one of my picks for Predator Two <laughs> in the coming months. Which
2: ones? At. Which ones in the franchise are worth checking out? Uh,
0: Predator, Predator Two, Alien versus Predator to a point. Uh, Alien versus Predator Two is absolute dogger.
2: Um, so Pre- they always were they always intended to be in like, the same universe, or was it just like a decision they made for that movie?
0: Uh, I think it was. Something in comics or something like that. I think in Predator Two, there's an Easter egg at the end where they've got like a skull of an alien xenomorph, xenomorph, in the ship as if they've hunted it before. And then I think that just kind of opened up the idea to kind of shared universe. And then mm-hmm. that's when the crossover came. uh that's in AVP One's okay, AVP Two's awful. Um, the one that's on Disney Prey. Uh, that's really good. I'd recommend watching that. That's, That's quite awesome. new.
2: It's quite new, isn't it? Yeah, it just awesome last
0: couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I give that film a ten out of ten. Prey, I thought it was fantastic. Um, it? Uh, no, so I so the predator, predator. one and two. This one's the best one. Predator two is uh it's good. Set in the city, and it's got uh, Danny Glover in it as well. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you've got the the Predator. I went to the cinema to see that. Um so I did when it came out and I th- it was alright, but that's what stops for me. Um when the the prey's good, I wouldn't go and uh, check out The Predator. Uh oh,
2: I forgot about that. <laughs> I've I've seen some people on X <laughs> slating that one, so yeah.
0: Yeah, it's
2: mental.
1: A- Adrian Brody, I think that's you know, that his name?
0: Oh, I that know? one's alright. That, that's that's called the Predators. Uh, Predators. that's uh, one with Off World. That one's actually, I, I actually quite like that one, I must admit. Really? That's it's the
1: one the, where the, you get the boy, he takes a helmet and he goes, Halloween isn't it, and all that sort of stuff.
0: Aye, that's The Predator. That's written oh, by Shane Black, who's in this movie. Ah, that's right. Hawkins. The,
2: direct, the director of Iron Man 3.
0: Oh, did he do that? Did he? Mm-hmm. There you go. I didn't know that. That explains why that's rooted to it as well. <laughs> well, he's
2: I, in this film, isn't he? Yeah, but, Hawkins
0: Specky hi yeah. Aye. Aye Sorry
1: he, <laughs> He's the first one to die, actually Hawkins Anyway, Always so was me So I'm, I'm just going to kind of pick out key scenes I wasn't going to go through the film, you know, bit by bit But I think there's a, a few key scenes But see, before I go into the actual scenes of it What did you think of the actual pace of the film? Do you think it was too slow? Do you think it was the right pace? Or do you think there wasn't enough action? So I'll we'll go with Paul this time.
2: Uh, Paul went first last time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would just wait for you to say that. Are you saying That's what I said it, one? Paul <laughs> oh, went again. I bet.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet again. Um,
0: well, I'm going with it anyway, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I think the pacing is just right for this film. To be honest, uh, I think it starts off, you know, just getting to know everybody, and I just like the way it evolves because it goes from like a cool kind of, kind of almost like a Vietnam kind of movie, like just riding in a helicopter. They got an objective in mind. They come across some spooky stuff, but. They're not too bothered by it I think it's just the local forces. And then the big action set piece where they're taking out all the soldiers. But it's just like a typical 80s action movie. You know what I mean, it's not uh, pretending to be anything that's not. It's just like, it's almost like a commando-esque in kind a of movie. It's just like over-the-top explosions, people flying everywhere. It's just great. Things are exploding It shouldn't explode. It's like a Michael Bay beat movie. <laughs> um, and then the movie just kind of flips on its head and it kind of turns out of a whole movie where they're being stalked. After that, the action ramps up again when he faces the Predator. What do
2: you think of the pace of the film? Paul said all the things I could possibly have said, so... Ah, uh,
1: that's fine. <laughs> I was to, uh... nah, I'm only joking. Okay, let me go then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was well paced. Um, as Paul was saying, it had a really kind of feel-good vibe. In the first kind of ten minutes, like there's good camaraderie between the 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 fighters, and the, I like the the song as well, "Long, long Tall Sally." Yeah, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. I think it's a good length of movie because if we're comparing this to what we reviewed last week, which was like two hours twenty minutes, this was like was about one hour forty roundabout. About I that, aye. So yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was well paced. I think I didn't really think it kind of had any lulls. I think it kind of kept going and maintained the interest of the of the viewers. It went along. I
1: was. I watched it again. You see, when you kind of cuts to them, you know, going to see Dylan, you know, in CIA, and then after he agrees to go in the rescue mission, rescue mission. it cuts to them in a the helicopter, and they're almost in the jungle. Do you know what I mean? So there was nothing. There was no, you know, you know, no dead scene, no dead air, whatever. Do you know what I mean it was? It was right there, and then into the helicopter, and that whole helicopter scene. Um, you know, they're all getting prepared to get and go, go into battle. Essentially, um, it was I loved that scene, and like you say, the diegetic diegetic music, and the. And the scene was good as well
2: apparently the bit where mac was shaving apparently that was improved i was reading right um so they were trying to like come up with a technique so that like he was bleeding essentially while he was shaving
1: all right well uh, you, you can fling a bit of trivia when you go through the scenes mate good no, no. So I and then you get a few good quotes in, on the helicopter as well. You get um,
2: some of them are not safe for not safe for podcast. No,
1: no, definitely not. But um, Hawkins is. I think it was Hawkins that's getting the jokes.
0: The shite jokes, are they? But aye, trying try to impress Billy.
1: Aye, that's it. Um, and then you get Jesse Ventura as well, who. You know, he's, he was in the wrestling like, in, the, in the 80s with Hulk Hogan and that so mm-hmm. and he was he was good as well he's also in another on this Schwarzenegger film
0: The running Man that's a good maybe aye uh, yeah, so uh, I will also give up one of my picks for running Man
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh you only you only get one swap out <laughs> so, uh,
0: so I've still, go, go.
2: still, still got another six months to plan for so, right, okay.
1: so I'll come to you then Paul because um Colin I and I have just kind of about a helicopter scene there, but what did you think of that scene? You know, I was saying there when they met when they met Dylan, you know, to agree to the rescue mission, they kind of cut straight into the helicopter and it was a kind of a good scene you get the jokes and that and you get the kind of the banter between them. So what did you think? Uh,
0: yeah, I thought it was good. it uh, kind of shows the camaraderie between everybody and they've all got their own me quirks, their own me kind of patterns and triangles of uh, relationships there. Um like you see Hawkins trying to impress Billy. You see that Mac and Blaine have got like a quite a uh, quite a kind of brotherly relationship. Uh, everyone kinda of knows about Dylan I think, but uh, Dylan's just shady as it is. Um did you talk about the big kinda of high five? Did you talk about that yet? No well, yeah could you So I, I didn't
2: I didn't realise that's where that gif came from. <laughs> just him no, I've, s- I've seen it quite a lot, yeah. Aye.
0: Daly on you son of a bitch. telling
1: you son of a bitch. That's
2: just how a... how great is Carl Weathers though? Can we just I know admit you saying the character's a bit shady, but he's he's a great actor, isn't he?
1: Aye. My mate went to a Star Wars festival and he met Carl Weathers and he oh, man. and he got the the handshake We <laughs> did, so that was decent and he just he put it on the, on the group chat um so that oh, was
0: good but, uh, but did he beat him in the arm wrestle part of it
1: you know it probably would have done <laughs> would uh, the fact that Carl, Carl Wellers is an older man now to be fair um
0: my mate was in uh, there so aye i'm Are sure i had some trivia or something that Carl Weller's and arnie were like properly working out in between takes and all that to make mm-hmm. sure that they were like pure toned up for these scenes and that so they, so one could look bigger than the other or something i think it was there too it might have been jesse ventura but i'm pretty sure it was uh uh carl weathers and arnie they're just like working out constantly so they wouldn't look smaller than the other person
2: i read one where like i think maybe it was carl weathers his or maybe it wasn't i can't remember but it was like his arms were like bigger than arnold's but it turns out arnold had agreed to like tell the lie to make him feel better or something. or something like that.
0: Oh that may have been the, that may have been what I was talking uh, about. Then I may have just made up mm-hmm. the whole shite of it.
2: No, I think they were doing that as well. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think like they were just like they were basically playing pranks on each other and like winding each other up as well. I see, I
1: see. Okay. I said I said uh, gigantic, gigantic music. So that's so that, you know what that is gone. That's part of my by essay writing, I did these
2: things for movies. I was just pretending I knew what it meant. So, what does it mean? Yeah, so, I'm,
0: I'm not going glad I heard you say that, and I was just like, I don't understand what that word means. Like, so, did they talk about that before when I left? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically, it, it's music. It's in the scene, so it's it's actually part of the scene. So that music was playing at, at that time. Right. It's not
2: just it's not just something the audience hears. It's the characters hear it All too. Right.
1: So that's, yeah. if, if it's just the audience hears that, then it's called non-gidetic music. So,
2: so did they have that in San Junipero when they were doing uh, Heaven's a Place on Earth?
0: In the clubs? Aye. Aye.
2: That, so that then, would count as
0: well, wouldn't it? Yes. I'm not going to lie, that's probably the most intriguing thing anyone's ever said in this podcast ever. I love Aye. A, a couple of more things up my sleeve, mate.
1: So, uh, Remember I
2: said the thing about uh, Gamora last week? That was cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was, aye so cool that um, a script picked it up and they realised that as well great company do
2: so, you know something that I loved about this James um, it was giving off quite a, a lot of lost vibes with the helicopter and the trees and just the yeah. the, the the monster that nobody could see and all that so it's uh, it giving me some good lost vibes
0: so the lost wrap of Predator then is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: Bring you back to a happy place, then with the lowest vibes.
2: Happiest place.
1: All right. So back to helicopter scene. So you know you of get you of You don't really know that Dylan's shady at this point. But then when Dylan, sorry when Dutch asks him about the backup on the helicopter, and he's like, ah, "No, nah, what backup? This is a one-way ticket." And he's like, "Oh, this is the this is the what it seems to be here." So you can I get that kind of in the background of what's going to happen later on. So, we land and then we're up, now we're at the compound. There's a good couple of shots at the, before we get to the compound. We get the the camera angles from above. You can see them working the team, kind of doing the, the roles and all that sort of stuff. But did you know that it wasn't the McTiernan who directed the compound scene? See, when they went in All Hell breaks loose. It wasn't. I it did not do. know that. So... Apparently it was raging. That that's how it was. That's how it was shot because it was just kind of like that. Like you say things are blown up and all the rest of it. That's not how he wanted to do it. But for some reason he gave the, the creative parts to the other guy who I don't know his name, but it's something that I read. So B. <laughs> could have been mate. Yeah, it Could have been. Um, but I so that compound scene where they go in and put the hostages and try to get them and all that.
2: What did you make of that scene, Colin? It was just, uh, it was just a bit wild, wasn't it? Um, there was—is that the scene where there's the the good quotes as well about the, the stick, stick around, around and things like that? Yeah. So I, yeah. I was reading in the in the kind of trivia IMDb section or our favourite section that uh, Arnold uh, improvised that line. I
0: think. This surprised me. Also, uh, he's a, he is a comedy genius,
2: after all. Nah, uh, knock, nah. knock, <laughs> knock, 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 as well. Was, yeah, I've wrote a few of the ones down. And was it him? That, no, it wasn't him that said it. I ain't got no time to bleed. It was somebody else, wasn't it?
0: That was Jesse Ventura. Yeah, like, he's yeah, like they're so, dug in there like an Alabama chick.
2: It's quite, <laughs> it's quite a, it's quite a quotable montage as well as as well as the, the crazy action.
1: I think it was um, Poncho that was beside him at the time when he said, I ain't got time to bleed. And he's like, oh, okay then. And he's like, just look at him. Yeah. But that's a good quote. I ain't got time to bleed.
0: Uh, and then he's like, there's not, like fire grenades up on the hill and he's like, have you got time to duck? Ah, you us
1: say that, that's right. So what did you think of that, Paul, that whole compounding? What did you think of the
0: explosions uh, and all
1: that sort of stuff?
0: It is. What, like, see, now you, you say that it was directed, but not directed, but like it was... Like choreographed by somebody different, it does kind of show if you think about it now because it's not really in keeping with the rest of the movie. It's the, just kind of the wild part where it's just like not mindless action, but it is over the top cheesy. It's like it, it's not a way like a special forces team would like insert and a sort of compound like Arnold starts it by like lifting up a truck that's. um like running a generator or something to roll down a hill and blows it up. And it's like that's that's a wee bit weird, but okay. Um but yeah, now that you're saying that it's something different than it does actually show. Um but I enjoyed it for a while. It was just dumb fun. Uh and it introduces the character. Um the woman, I can't remember what her name is right enough. Uh Anna, Anna. What's her name? Anna. That's right, Anna. Anna. Uh and she's quite a big part of the movie. It ends up um And it just kind of gets rid of any opposition forces in there, I suppose, for the rest of the movie. Then it's just literally the Predator's left as their only opposition. So, yeah, it was good. And I had the kind of wee subtext as well, where it's like Russian advisors for the the gorillas. So it was this kind of wee dig uh, for that as well. Aye. But yeah, I enjoyed it very much. So, like, explosions, gunfire, uh, just my jam, man. Love it.
1: I like one week with that sweet bit though. So they're in there, they were still, you know, under the false pretenses of getting the hostages and stuff. Or get the was called them the can't who it was now. The minister or something. Uh, the cabinet minister, wasn't it? Uh, so basically it was like he had no idea where he is in this compound, but yeah, he's he's quite happy to, you know, put explosives in the in the truck and then let it just dive into the building. And it does not really not matter who's casualties? So you know I mean, there was no kind of um intel but, aye, aye, nobody'd scouted did then. Aye, aye, so that uh,
0: was, you know what, I didn't really think that until the last the last time I watched it, and I was like, Huh. What <laughs> if that minister was in that building and he just blew up with that truck? Aye, exactly. Uh, you're right, you're right.
1: But um uh, you like even before that when you get to compound, see when they're taking out the sentries and they're climbing up things, even with the camera shot in comparison to this, it's just pure fast paced. Don't get me wrong, I liked it and it was it had to be it had to be done, but um, you couldn't really imagine it being any other way, because that's the way I've seen it for you know, since I see you no know, since I've seen it. So, uh-huh. um, aye, so that's done. I've written down a few things here that you know. Um, I didn't get technically the, the famous quotes and all that sort of stuff. They aren't surprised with the explosions, um, and then we kind of take stock a wee bit, and then we you find out that you know Dylan was lying. All along. Basically, you know, he's he was in there to basically stop the the invasion or something, isn't it? So
0: Yeah. because was it Mac or something? He says he's like he says he found the prisoners or something and um well if he's if that minister was Central American then I'm a Chinaman because uh, these look like CIA spooks to me. That's it. That. That's when you're gonna kind of figure out that Dylan's been a bad boy. Yep.
1: So you're right, All the you know, uh girls are they all deep now. There's no opposition anymore. Um and basically find uh, the old um, green berets, don't they? Uh, skinned. And then they're like Who, who's who's done that? So that kind of leads us on to the first time we kinda meet predator where he can it's not it's from his point of view and we can see you know, the the, the, the heat from the body's pteromone. You know that sort of thing, and before we get to the first kill, we you know, Mac, I think it was Mac who stabs the scorpion off a Dylan's shooter.
0: I actually think he's going to stab him in the back, and it's just uh, a think So, and he's like, right, he's chosen
1: the scorpion now. That when the predator went down and grabbed the scorpion and he had it in his hand. When I never really kind of, when I first watched it, I wasn't really sure why, why Pedder had done that, picked it up and looked at it, but then obviously when I, when I was getting older and things then I realized why it's happened because he's now, you know, that the other the, they have killed that scorpion, they are now part of the game and they're worthy of being hunted. So that was the way I took, it. I don't know how you guys took that, whether it was, you know, but you thought that, but my interpretation was that, that that was their kind of entry to the game. The mm-hmm. fact that, you know, that's their way and uh, that they're, they're, they're free to be hunted. And then they have asserted dominance over this wee scorpion and he's going to assert dominance over them. I don't know what you thought, Paul. Sorry, Colin, I'll let you go. Go Colin
0: first. <laughs> Colin got to go first last time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that level of uh, analysis is maybe if you've seen this multiple times and um, so obviously the first time i've seen it to be honest i thought it was because uh, i think something this film did really well was creating uh, the kind of tension of like they're being watched and you're kind of just waiting for something bad to happen so i felt like that was just part of creating that suspense as you said that he was maybe going to stab him i had like we do you know how like obviously the the predator like mimics certain characters at different times like the like the the laugh and things like that. <laughs> I, I, I had these weird like kind of fan theories in my head as I was watching it because it also reminded me a wee bit of Anytime uh, Yes. From here. <laughs> it it also reminded me a wee bit of a uh, the thing at times in terms of like the kind of distrust between the characters, and I had like obviously we hadn't seen the predator yet, so I had these weird, this weird inkling that maybe one of the characters was the predator, and they were just kind of in hiding in like someone else's skin. Uh, Jesus. It just, like I, it just like I think I had a weird theory when it came to uh, the thing as well.
0: I think you did die. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but you did die. Uh, I think you thought the dog was a good boy.
2: I think it's because you're hearing you're hearing their voices when the the predators. Um, kind of surveying the scene as well.
1: Aye, I mean it's it's quite eerie. I mean it's especially basically stalking them. Do you know what I mean? And hmm. you can't see the, the the camouflage. Um, on Predator was was brilliantly done. I thought the, the effects that were excellent. Do you know who was meant to play Predator? Uh,
0: that... Jean Claude Van Damme is that him?
1: Uh, yep. Yeah. Apparently, he complained of dehydration, so they got the other
2: guy in did. See, see, going back to the very first scene of the film, like, has it ever explained why, like, he was like dropped on the planet and like who dropped him off? Because obviously you just see it happen at the start. Is that ever like explained or looked into later on, or is it just how it, how it was? It's
0: just how they get dropped off for the hunt.
2: But <laughs> so was there any particular reason why they were dropped? On that particular part of Earth at that particular time, or is it just
0: because they're dropped when it's the hottest time and also when um, I think there's like war as well? They're attracted to war zones,
2: right? Okay, that was something I had in, in my mind to ask. Well, it doesn't explain the war
0: zone thing in this film, I think it's more they, they said, I think it was the local mythology or something, They only come when it's like the warmest summer or something, and this has been the warmest summer yet. I think Anna yeah. says that.
2: Was this not the warmest year we've ever had on air? So are we getting a wee visitor or soon?
0: I think it's a bit of our misery. Um,
1: I don't know. I've read, I, I read the comics or anything, but I don't know if it's, this is true. I know, I'm wondering if anyone has they can let us know. But I don't know if, if the... Because the Predator we see is a humanoid. And I don't know. I'm sure I read somewhere that the Predators adapt to
0: the kind of uh, species that they're hunting. I, I could be totally wrong on that. I, I um, think that's in the film, in The Predator, the one that's new, because they take DNA from all the, the species that they've hunted and take the best parts to evolve uh, their species. Could I try to get the DNA from the boy, isn't he?
1: Because he's special. Aye. Oh,
0: aye. So he's, I think he's got autism or something, but it's like higher function or something, so he's like the next step in evolution. Oh Aye um just found that
1: interesting so we're gonna move on now and the, the predators um get, you know, hunting and we've got the first kill and the kills come quite quickly i think and i think from this part, point in the film it, it's quite quick but not too slow if that makes any sense so hawkins is the first one to go um then we've got blaine jesse ventura he gets done with a shoulder cannon we've got mac who fires his money gun Painless um at Predator, but does he hit anything or so he thinks. then Mac dies with a blow to the head. Dylan gets his arm cut off and he's speared. Or oh, he's shot off, he he's so no, he's arm shot off and he's speared. Billy's killed off camera. We don't know, we don't see really see what happens to him. Um Poncho gets shot and then Arnie take that So the question I want to ask you guys is what is your favourite Kill of
2: the commandos, Colin. Uh, I was actually thinking about this when I was watching it. Um, not that I knew this would come up. It's the kind of question we like to ask. I thought Max, <laughs> when he get just his head blown off? Was the most shocking. It's got to be. Um, like it's because you see it from behind as well, so you just see his head like come back on itself. Uh, so yeah, that was the best one I would say. Okay, Paul. Mm. You can't. You can't pick that one. No, it <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I would probably say
2: you can if you want. I
0: don't know. I quite like Carl Weathers' death just because it's all in like slow motion, like a Zack Snyder special where the arm comes off, and it actually looks pretty good.
1: Uh-huh. And,
0: uh, and then he gets speared, and it's like the kind of the guttural roar of him dying. I um, call has his. See Blaine's one. I don't know. I watched it and it kind of confused me But You know, like when something gets shot and like blood spatters on him. What is that? What's what's the blood from? Blood spatters on Blaine? Does Blaine not take a shot to the chest? Aye, uh, does. Like something happens but blood spatters on him and then he turns around and then he gets shot in the back. That's Maybe does. from somebody else i don't know i can't remember i wasn't yeah. was sure to be honest
1: well I, I was going i was going to go mac um is because that's because you see that from you know feet behind his head and he, you can it explode but i'm going to go with plane's death it's simply because you don't really see the gun you, you see the he's looking through him but It's no till after you see blaine lying on the ground that you see his chest completely open and you can see that it's you know the, the wind just went right through. So I thought the effects of that was was really good. Um, and then you to see what it happened to him. So I I'll, I'll go with Blaine's death for that one. But what uh, what,
2: what I liked about Carl Weathers one was he, even when he got hit the first time he was still he still kept fighting like he was gonna he was gonna make it and then doesn't quite make it.
1: Nah, because Dylan kill Weathers. Basically, he wanted revenge because all his men, um, you know, died because of this, this, this Predator. So he was there to get revenge anyway. Um, and he was he was going to go. But uh, you're right, a uh, uh, Zack Snyder moment with the the gun coming around. Uh, it was that's true. Um, so Re- Re- Rebel Moon ripped off Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I would go with that. Mate. So Arnie takes a hit as well. Um a bit of a cast um skirmish happens, he ends up falling into the, the water and then he swims to shore. You know, I think he's safe until we see the predator diving down not too after. And then he's move moving up um onto the kind of shore but he's moving onto the kind of mud to the clay type stuff, and as he turns around, you see the predator swimming very fast moving very fast towards him and he's basically going I'm, I'm dead here he's trying to hide as much as he can and then when the predator comes up um he can't see him because he's the heat detection the mud and the clay you know has cooled him down i found that you know a very good scene i didn't expect that to happen um and that was almost kind of like you know all this time Predator's been kind of being camouflaged hiding in the trees taking people out one by one but now he's found the match he's camouflaged himself to beat Predator so Paul what did you think of that scene when the Predator couldn't see Arnie?
0: I think it's one of the like kind of another iconic scene that he's seen crawling about in the mud uh, it's the point where you kind of think oh man he's he's done for here but then you realise he's got a weapon to fight back with. He can counteract the predator's advantages. And how is he going to turn this to his advantage? he's he just going to hide or whatnot? Um, and then you watch it when you're You're like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And when you get older, older, it's like, I do did not see the heat from his eyes." Because he's just sitting there staring the whole time, like big boy eyeballs, just looking at him. But yeah, I think that plus the effects, just because like the Predator's cloak's failing so it's kind of half on, half off, and it's coming and going. And I think it just looks really good. Colin?
2: Yeah, I thought it was quite clever how, as you said, the Predator's been a chameleon, like they described him as, the the whole time, and then it's kind of flipped back on itself. It is a wee bit like Paul said, like simple though, that the predator was that kind of easily fooled by the, the, the camouflage. It, it reminds me a wee bit of the. Do you remember the scene? I don't know. I, I don't think you were a fan actually. Paul might be. The first Hunger Games film where, Peter, who's really good at like painting, he paints himself to look like the rock, and he just kind of hides, um, lying on the shore. Do you remember that bit?
0: I do remember it. It was stupid.
2: Yeah. So it's 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 the same kind of it's kind of vibe there. I've, yeah. I, I've got some thoughts on the the reveal of what the predator looks like, but obviously we'll get to that but um as we go. But I like that it just became at this point it went from like this ensemble team to suddenly it's just um, what's his name? Turbo man versus the, the predator.
1: Aye, Mr. Freeze the Predator.
0: Aye, because like like James was saying, they just got like they go from like all them to none of them and like barely any time at all.
1: I don't know if it was stupid um, or simple as you called it. I, I think it was. I mean, I don't think it was easily filled as such. I think it was just the predators get you know a lot of weapons in arsenal, and as we kind of gl- later on see the helmet, you know, allowed them to see movement. And that's what mud does and the clay and things. Because watched that guy had to sit, you know, cover himself in that for days, apparently, as the trivia said. um Because it was so hot, and basically at that time, he was having to wear the clay in the mud. The um, kill head to get it killed him down. So I think it was all scientifically proven. Not that the predators are, are real or anything, but you
2: know. <laughs> yeah, so, science.
0: Um, so I don't, I don't agree with the logic of this movie at all. <laughs> um,
1: so moving on then, so basically, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dutch has found a way to try and combat Predator, and then we'll get the it's like the kind of Rocky moment, Rocky Four moment. I I just I'll just looked at it and it's a rocky four moment. You know, as if they're training for the final battle, you know, it's like an Iron, iron yeah, Drago and we've got Rocky, you know, um, doing their stuff. Arnold Schwarzenegger's kind of setting up the traps and whatever, and, you know, he's painting himself and you know, we've got, I don't actually know what Predator was doing actually. He was, I don't know, Cameron, you guys remember what Predator was doing at this point? Uh, I
0: think it was his tea time. I think he was just chilling, uh, having, a, <laughs> having some skull soup or something, I don't know. Uh, he was watching um,
2: some Seismic Cinema review of Rebel Moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> aye, so,
1: I don't know what he was doing, but either way, um, he, he was doing something. He, he did that kind of, look,
0: kind of scene we were, looking, we were doing from different uh, angles of them. I um, he, he was on a Skype call to his missus back home just saying, yeah, it's all going good, honey. Aye, he's going
1: come and get me. Um, I've uh, crash-landed on this, on this planet. So, the final scene um only does a bit of damage to to the predator um and then you know there's a turn and throw a wee bit Predator can't even find him he's getting frustrated You can tell um he's just kind of shooting at random things hoping to get a hit um and then only again falls into the water and at this point he's he's lost his cloak he's say uh, invisibility cloak
2: hey
1: hey <laughs> A third of the Death of hal- um Hallows. So basically, Predator gets them. Oh, before that, sorry. Question I want to ask you. If you are going to hunt this Predator down right, would you ever go into a confined area to kill him? Because that's what I only, I only did. Uh, no, he kind of crawled I, in kind of crawled a wee space and then realised that the green blood was dripping on him. And he's like, nah, why would you go in there? I didn't, I didn't agree with that. I
0: don't know. I think... Obviously like you see throughout the movie like the predator's quite adept, at, like running like jumping about the trees and stuff, quite agile. So I think fighting them out in the open would be a mistake. But I think that was maybe a bit too confined. I think narrowing on downtown area where you couldn't use the trees as an advantage possibly.
1: I think it's um basically flung against a tree and then what happens next is the predator takes his mask off because he realise it's just the same way, because he's, he's lost his, his cloak and all that sort of stuff, but he takes his mask off, and I don't know what you thought of this, Colin, you used, said you had, you had thoughts on this, I'm going to come to you here. Where did you think when Predator took his mask off?
2: Did you well, think? There was a line you spoke about earlier, but I don't know, I think it's a, a feature of these kind of movies that the mystery is always better than the reveal, like, if you think of a uh, do you remember the creature and like, the true form of the creature in the kind of original it series yes that was like that film's terrifying until that bit and then you're just like eh. and what's another example like i think jaws is scarier when you can't see the the shark as well and then when you do see the shark it's uh, it's I know. not as realistic. So it was a bit like that. I don't know. And obviously, the film alludes to the fact the appearance is a bit weird with like the, the famous, uh, the famous quote as well. So it's not a particular criticism of this film. It's just it's the uh, it's a feature of a feature feature, isn't it? That um, the suspense and the mystery is always better than the actual reveal. That's uh, my opinion, though. No, no, I understand that.
0: I, I think because this is James's pick, you should say the line.
2: Wow. No, James is to be a good boy. I can't, I can't see the line. Um... See the line, Bard. <laughs> <laughs> one ugly motherfucker.
1: Um, no, no, that's agree with you. you know, it's the suspense that builds up. It's you know, it's the 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 fear of the unknown. type of thing isn't it? You don't know what's underneath the suit, and then you see it. You know, maybe it's you know, better that way. Like that was scary, wasn't when he took with the, with the mask off and things. It was a bit of a, a presence Took the mask off. But I have written down here um, that the mask came off with a sign of respect. Because I think that the Predator realised that you know, this guy's giving his all here and I've got all these weapons. I'm going to take the mask off and I'm going to fight him hand to hand combat. You know, go down to his level because that's more of a fair fight then. And as you you see we take the the helmet off, it's basically kind of just all red, isn't it? There's no kind of, it's just kind of silhouettes you see. So in the Predator's eyes, it's more of a fair fight. I don't know what you thought about that, Paul, if you thought that as well.
0: Uh, Yeah, I thought it was interesting. that I know it's like when you come up against a a worthy adversary to make it a fair fight, but so like, you know, he's been cheating this whole time to... Thing he did in the numbers, so and eventually he's like, oh, I'm a cat, fair fight now. If it was a fair fight, I think still the predator should have knocked his block off. I think when you see the predators in like later movies, and that it's like one punch from the predator would have been like Arnie's head clean off his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he's a bit underpowered in this movie, and um, compared to what he's built up to be in other movies. I mean, he's also seven foot predator, isn't he? Um, Something like that. Aye, aye, uh, um, and you can tell that, like. I think the actual creature design itself is like outstanding. Uh and it really does show like how iconic the character is that stood the test of time and spawned so many sequels and franchises and stuff because it could easily have been like just a daft movie like a daft movie, people run about the jungle and having a terrible creature like going after them. So you really had to make it on point to stand out and I think they did. Um and I think just on the creature design itself, I think I don't know, I've heard this someone before and I could be totally lying, but I think they had a different design for the Predator. And then I think somebody was on a play with James Cameron. And he's like, here, what, what do you think? And James Cameron was like, Oh, add these mandibles on like the wee are they, are they mandibles? I can't really think. I know. Is it aye? And aye. then he had he added them and it kinda completed the look, made it a lot scarier. So um yeah, creature design wise, love it. Um, even though that wasn't at all related to the question you asked me i'm really sorry i just kind of went off on a tangent there. that's all right <laughs> <laughs> it's all welcome man um, it's ready i'm tired it's all in the reflexes hey,
1: hey. what were reflexes wrong film um so i did like the quote at the end of the film well pe- before you know the predator you know, would rather self-destruct than be killed um i was watching what the hell are you, and then he repeats it back to him, what the hell are you, because he's obviously not came across a big army before, do you know what I mean, so uh, that was a good bit. What the hell
0: are you? What the
1: hell are you? And then Predator, self-ex, you know, does he's a uh, press the self destruct button? Massive
0: explosion. It's squashed by a lo- uh, log, not it, or something? By a hard uh, trap. Aye. Uh, Aye. Well, that's when he gets trapped, doesn't it? He gets trapped and kicks a, a a log or something and it brings a big log down. that's Sorry. Aye. And you can see the kind of the green blood kind of oozing at him. Then
1: um, self destruct button. Blah blah blah. A uh, massive explosion. The fact that the you can see the explosion from a helicopter. Or so I so will repeat that. Sorry, from the chopper, um, you see the explosion. It's like what the um, nuclear bomb has went off.
0: Aye, and it's quite Aye. good when he's running away too. He's got Billy's laugh playing as a recording, doesn't he? Aye, like, that's the only thing you can hear is just a laugh, kind of echoing out through the forest. Aye, you just see it only running away. So uh,
1: kind of that's the end of it. So, okay, I'm they, they, the on, on the the chopper going home, and that's the end of it. The, the credits roll, man. So. Um before I know we're kinda wrapping up shortly, I just want to see what kind of... um Paul already spoke about the special effects and the 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 costume design. Did you like the costume design as well, Colin? Or the Predator? Um
2: to be honest, I probably need to see it again or I should look at it just to get the full detail because I also have only watched it the ones. But I wasn't a criticism of the the design of the character uh, to, to me it was more just the I prefer these kind of movies when you don't know what's happening I always feel like things never quite live up to like I don't know it's just that whole fear of the unknown isn't it aye uh, so I, I would need to, to, to see it again I'm not as familiar with it as you, as you guys are
0: mm. see, see when it's going through the film or like see when it's kind of dropping me hints at what was going on did you quite enjoy that you know like yeah um when they come across... Uh, was see, see the see the CIA crew at the helicopter? Did they find them before or after the camp got assaulted?
2: Was it after? Uh, was it after? Uh, I can't
0: remember. I, I remember it was like, um, oh, I didn't think there was any other operators working in this area or any other operations and we better get these hostages or this could happen to them or something. I, I thought that was before. I can't remember, but there's like you kind of be hints that something was going on throughout the movie like yeah. they found the skinned soldiers and uh people were hearing things or looking at things and they think they thought they could see things and they couldn't quite make it what was going on
2: yeah i like the i like the mystery of it and the, the kind of unraveling so we didn't really touch too much on the the, the, the skinned bodies because that was like that was probably like the most sh- like shocking part of the movie to me like seeing the that that must have you out as children because i i didn't find it particularly pleasant nah. to look at at this age You know what i mean?
1: I was going to come into that because one of the bits i was going to come into the skin and bodies and the the scene where the predator rips billy's spine out on the, the kind of cliff top which is pretty cool um pretty, pretty cool that was his. that was the predator's that's what the predator collected It was trophies wasn't it it was basically mm-hmm. um the killer skulls, wasn't it? Or the the victims. But obviously it's pretty cool. But it was it was as a kid, that was pretty cool. it was pretty
0: terrifying. But I, um but that's yeah. I think that's, that's the kind of thing now they're doing the games then Like, see if you're ever hunting humans and like these alien versus predator games, and that's always ripping the the skull and the spines. that's a kind of iconic move. So that's where it all kind of stemmed from. So it was it was like I say, it was cool enough. Right it was bloody cool.
2: Because <laughs> they kept asking like like what did they do with the bodies or like where did the bodies go that happened a few times during the film
0: uh, and uh, I think Dylan kept going oh it's just a couple of guys running about trying to freak us out and all that he was just in total denial about the whole thing aye
1: and um, then it was Anna who spotted the blood wasn't it on the on the on the trees and stuff on the plants aye
0: and then so- she kind of brought in a wee bit of mythology as well which kind of added to the the mystery of the predator, saying that people in our village would come back skinned and all that. Aye, that's right. Can,
2: can, can you not see the kind of similarities with the thing a wee bit? How like it's like an ensemble that quickly gets torn away, and then you've got the mystery of what the, the creature would look like before the that horrible scene with the dogs. Um, I don't know. I felt it had kind of similar vibes of like isolation and like down till at like, the last. Couple of people at the end and all that kind of stuff.
0: Would you stop trying to push your thing theory on this movie?
2: <laughs> no, I just I think there there is similarities there in terms of like the suspense, distrust, and like uh, alien being taken down to, like to that. be fair. Like, I like people. the
0: mistrust, like, just nobody trusted Dylan, like, in uh, the thing, nobody trusted nobody in that film, yeah.
2: Okay. But to me, and it's, it's my opinion, there was bits of... There was themes within the film that I thought were kind of similar to the thing. It's a different setting, obviously, but it's still an isolated setting of they're in the rainforest and they can't get back out.
1: Yeah, I agree with the, isolate, the isolation part of it. Aye. Um, in terms of the you know, no trusting each other or whatever, I mean, these guys have been working bloody every operation going. They, they trust each other. it's like
2: a brotherhood there. But... Mm-hmm.
0: You won't trust like do you see how Mac, Max Carpus and his Blaine's gets killed, man. It's like no.
2: their besties. So
0: that's what that's that's, that's that's my card. Man's almost in, inconsolable. I think at this time, Paul, you can give me the quote again with this Max say when he
1: went to, to avenge Blaine's death.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna help me someone. <laughs> that's the one. Right. Okay. I, wrote down,
2: I wrote down what he said when he died. He, he was a good soldier. Then he said, "My friend," something like that.
1: You said, um, he was my friend, die, yeah. Um, before I do wrap up and ask you a side of stars, guys, um, what did you think of the end credits? <laughs> <laughs> something
2: at like a sitcom,
1: die, yeah. I mean, I, it, it didn't annoy me as such, it just kind of like they're just laughing. I, I've written down here, everyone's laughing, um, with the exception of Arnie. Arnie just kind of was like, you know, just looking at the camera, but everybody's
0: like, you know. Aye. Like, I think, see, 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 like, all that stuff. I feel like everyone got everyone filmed their wee bits just like kind of offset. And I think Arnie's one is actually a, just a frame from the movie itself at some point, right. as if he just like, nah, I'm not doing that.
1: Oh, I hope so, because not I don't
0: think it was needed. It did anyway, kind of it a wee bit because uh, it's like, uh, it was like quite a serious uh, movie, and then it's just like everyone's
2: happy smile at the end, as if, like,
0: well, yeah, it was just a movie. <laughs> I know, it helped.
2: It helped me learn some of the names ahead of the review.
0: <laughs> and what are names again, Colin? Well, it's you've
2: easy. got... Let's see how many characters I can name. You've got Dutch. Was it looking at Wikipedia. You've got Dutch. For your notes. You've got a uh, Mac. You've got Blaine. You've got Hawkins. I see you looking at the... I'm not looking at anything. I'm looking uh, right at you. Anybody but, can look at IMDB. I'm not looking at anything. you get Mac, Blaine, Hawkins, you've got the other guy, you've got Carl Weathers, who's called Dylan, but it's actually his surname, not his first name. Um, and there's some other people as well. Poncho. And I've run out of names now. Oh, there's the other guy, there. Ventura guy. He's had him. He, he's he's shoot- I, that's, what I, that's what I said. Yep. I think the fact there was quite a lot of characters, and if you look at this in comparison to Rebel Moon, we couldn't remember barely any of their names. There's a couple I'm not 100% on, having only watched it fully once, but most of the characters, I remember their names, and I think that shows that they did a good job with them, and that they were each of them memorable in their own right. Absolutely.
0: And Colin, which one was a uh, a sexual tyrannosaurus? <laughs> Can't remember. Blaine. Colin looks like he doesn't understand that reference. <laughs> Blaine.
2: Uh, yeah, it's Blaine, apparently. <laughs> over that.
1: that. Um, one other thing before we... I know we're kind of over the other now, guys, but um, one question I want to ask you, and I don't know if you know the answer to this. So, in the compound, there are men with weapons yes yes why did, why didn't the predator attack them or was why was he not i don't know i don't understand that part of it were they weren't worthy. sorry
2: they weren't were they
1: possibly maybe they hadn't done anything yet to be part of the game possibly i,
0: I was maybe thinking that so he's been tracking down these special horses guys they're kind of like the best of the best. And then these guerrilla fighters, maybe they just kind of look like a disorganised rabble and maybe not worth the hunt. Aye. Or maybe he thought there was too many of them enemies waiting for the two forces to collide so he could have a more manageable number to hunt, possibly.
2: Aye.
0: That was my thinking behind it. Maybe it's,
2: a, maybe it's just a plot hole. Maybe
1: <laughs> put the hell up. <laughs> There's no plot holes in this alone. Apart from the no, when I, I said put a hole
0: in Blaine's chest.
1: <laughs> right, boys, time for seismic stars. Um Colin, come to you first since you're the, the newbie to the film.
2: Okay. I'm gonna go eight point five. Okay.
1: So what is it lose marks then? <laughs> um Okay, you don't have to answer that. I just you do it to me all the time, so it's fine. 8.5, that's a that's good score, mate.
0: Yeah, think, it's definitely improving on last week, anyway.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, I think the, the nuances and some of the themes, and like you get, you know, it's like when you re watch a film, you get like the kind of once you know the basic plot, you focus more on like the foreshadowing and the bits and pieces. And I think maybe it might gain half a point um, as it goes on, like. We always talk about how i'm not a massive like action movie fan but that didn't really bother me in this film but i also think it obviously had elements of science fiction and horror as well so it was a a good kind of combination of the different areas it's definitely one i could see myself re-watching like as just like if you want to fl- fling a movie on but arnold gave a really good performance in it i keep saying arnold like he's my pal in first name terms <laughs> Um I thought Carl Weathers gave a great performance as well. I like the other actors. He uh, I like the setting. I like the tension. And uh, there's a bit of, a bit of gore as well. So yeah, I had a lot of a lot of things going for it. And I'm I'm glad I finally watched uh, watched it the whole way through. Yarp.
1: Paul <laughs> what
0: Sergeant Angel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ten for me, baby. Has to be, man. Like this is, this is in the kind of bracket where like the thing. For me, uh. Yeah, like like you're saying, this movie it's like a good length. It's not too long, and it's just it does exactly what it says, in it? And it's just quite a clever movie. I like how it just starts off as one thing and evolves into another. It's action movie first half, then it's like a science fiction movie creature feature the second half that's in the effects blew me away when I was younger. They still stick with me. Like I can remember the first time I seen the Heat Vision, the first time I seen the Cloak and I thought it was just the best thing ever. Um the cast are great. Uh, they all have like, a lot of good wee chemistry together. Uh although I heard that Billy Boy uh is a bit of a psycho offset. Um oh see the
2: one who a security guard.
0: I had to hire a bodyguard, a security uh-huh. guard just for him or something. Aye. <laughs> um, he seemed quite chill too, which is quite surprising. Uh but yeah, I just really like the cast. Um and yeah, pacing, creature design. Perfect, absolutely perfection. So ten out of ten for me, man. What oh, about was you? It not? Was it oh. not more
2: than that? Did did they not? Was was it not that they were only going to get the film insured if he had a bodyguard? So otherwise, the film wouldn't have went ahead.
0: Probably somewhat. <laughs> eh? I'm sure he must that's be a, a psychopath.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you, James? What are you going to give it? It's
1: a ten out of ten for me, mate. It's, it's, yeah, man, it's perfect. It's. Um, I don't even mention the score either, man. Do you know what I mean like even the the. Kind of the start of the film the the, the build up with uh, oh, it's brilliant, man. Um like I say the cast is started. Uh the, the direction, brilliant. Uh caution design, the uh, special effects. I think the CGI, the CGI holds up, man. I'm gonna go here and say that. I think it's a way ahead of its time. Nineteen eighty seven, man, a way ahead of its time. But never seen anything like that well i hadn't any anyway um so i uh, man, it's phenomenal and it's why these films that you know I'll, I'll watch it at least two or three times a year man so i already watched it once already in january it's getting mm-hmm. to watch it again and again man because yeah. i get never, never tired of watching it
0: no it was good I, I, I hadn't watched it in ages right enough and i'm glad we did this so i could watch it again Aye. Um, just like um, just because you were saying about the, the music there, um, and earlier on, I never actually got to answer the Scorpion question. We kind of scripted about that. Uh, but like when he was doing this, when, the, when he goes to pick up the Scorpion, I think that's the first time you see like the alien hand picking up the Scorpion, and the music kind of has a big flair in it, as if it's like, "Whoa, what is this?" It's actually picked up the Scorpion, so I thought it was maybe a plot device to. Uh, show that what they are actually dealing with wasn't human like it was an actual creature rather than a humanoid kind of thing because uh, at first uh, you only see the outline as if it's a humanoid kind of creature but this is, you actually see it's big claws and the size of it so I thought that scorpion thing was maybe a device just to show what they were kind of dealing with the kind of stakes uh, aye anyway, sorry it's nothing to do with ratings
1: did I not ask you that? sorry that I Michelin. We, we kinda of went,
0: we kind of went off on a different thing, but uh, kind of, I
1: was like, I want to say that. Sorry, man, It's me being a rubbish host. Um, sorry, got, sorry.
2: I think you've uh, done a good job. Cheers, mate.
1: So I uh, so not good. So 10, 10, 9.5 did you give
2: it? It was 8.5, but 8.5. that's <laughs> that's with the, the that's with the caveat that you must get what I mean though. Like the the more familiar oh. you are with the film, the more history you've got with it. You're probably naturally going to give it a higher score versus one you've maybe just seen. No, yeah,
0: you haven't you haven't got the same history that we that we have with it. So
2: maybe oh, yeah. in a
0: couple of years' time once you've seen it a few more times and you see the other films that add to the the kind of lore of it, then you'll appreciate it.
2: Yeah. I think it, it is hard. a big part of why we started doing this and why I enjoy it is checking out films that I probably wouldn't have had the motivation to check out otherwise. So it does give you that incentive.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you want to give a few shout outs to any the so, folk who replied back
0: then? first of all the multiverse kids we asked out there just to see people's favourite quotes and what they thought of the movie uh, so we have just got a couple of gifs here and there and a couple of re- responses so the multiverse kids show which is the geeky dad's kids uh, they just sent the gif of the high five what is that called like an arm five or something uh, so he just sent a gift of that. Ed dissect that film sent to wee gift saying, If it bleeds, we can kill it. Does anyone want to do it in the voice? on. No, no, if it bleeds, we can get it. Something like Ivan Drago there.
1: Uh, <laughs> Ivan dra- Drago reference tonight.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see what else was there. Dad's in that podcast said. An interesting fact I remember is Peter Cullen did the, the voice of Jungle Hunter Predator, just wasn't credited for it. But quote-wise, it's playing with, I ain't got time to bleed. So Peter Cullen is the voice actor that did Optimus Prime in the Transformer movies, the Michael Bay ones. All right. So He's got a really iconic like voice, I think he did the voice lines Um for the, the predator when he was like kind of imitating and stuff i think possibly nice uh, oh yeah <laughs> uh, jerry you
2: guys, Z- you guys
0: are weird hey give it time, man you'll be whispering shit too <laughs> uh, jerry zero said so you cooked up a story dropped the six of us in the meat grinder that's right (laughs) Uh, and then we stuck it in our post just seeing last if Andy had any other things to say about it and Kevin and Jason from the KJ&A podcast said this was an absolute banger growing up the time frame, the story takes place, the the adversary our protagonists are up against it stands out in the sci-fi action genre for specifics I'd say the how do you say it? the yout yeah youtja youtja? are some of the best designed creatures and their weapons epic yeah, yeah. that that's not that's not an actual name in this the yout uh, yeah a species you know what look from the nostalgic podcast i'd want and he actually explained the kind of etymology and how he's pronounce it and all that and i cannot remember what it is no uh,
2: i that's know the big word big words tonight
0: i don't know i'm tired or something to say things.
1: Right, okay. So, what we'll, we'll, we'll got a day there? So, are so you, you going to give a happy birthday, Paul?
2: Right. Hey. Me? Hey.
0: Um. Sure. So, <laughs> if they've listened this long, uh, Mike and Tabby, you better hand this over to Gunner. So, we're shouting out a happy 10th birthday to Gunnar, who is the son of Mike and Tabby at the Grey's Taproom Podcast. He's an awesome wee guy and making Tavi host a great show. So, Gunnar, if you're listening, happy birthday, wee man. And if you're over in Scotland anytime soon, we'll take you wild haggis hunting. Cheers.
2: And if you don't want to listen to the whole pod, you could just go to the end and skirt back a minute. Aye.
0: How birthday. I'll have to listen to this to hear
2: that. <laughs> time, time traveling. Faulty future.
1: Um... The great Tap Podcast. I listened to the one they did in Starship troopers the other day. It was pretty decent.
0: Well, I need I to, to listen to that. i have still listened to, oh, listen to oh, that because man. Tabby loves it, doesn't she? And Mike yeah. was a bit on the fence with it. I think.
2: Aye. Uh, awesome. I think... Yeah, I need, I need to listen to that. See, out of all the films that we've watched, Starship troopers probably one of my favorite ones that I've watched specifically for the pod that I hadn't seen.
0: So, was uh, the, big... the podcast in it? Was the big one I'm
1: not seeing Right, Okay. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give you a we said not to on next week. So next week we are recording the is it number four seismic soccer.
2: Number four, yeah.
1: Well, number four seismic soccer. Um, we are still kind of current with our topics yet. We're going to put them onto the Twitter, um, Instagram, and stuff. We can give us a wee comment. But we've got Sean on from review It yourself and. He, his topic of choice for the boy is going to be playing out from the back.
0: So um, you can let us know your thoughts on that. Um, Which think is quite going? interesting for a Middlesbrough fan because I, think you should have, I thought they just hooped it out from the back. So I'm quite interested in where he's getting this from. Uh, I thought they played Route 1 football. Huh? I uh, Sam uh, Allardy special.
2: you think he'll still want to come on after the Chelsea result.
0: Oh, oh that's oh. <laughs> Ammunition for the gun.
2: <laughs> I don't, they did well on the first first leg anyway. we like to get. Well, we can talk about
0: seismic soccer number four. Don't you
1: right. worry. Seismic <laughs> so soccer number four. Um, we'll record it next week. So that's the next episode. Um, if you want to check out a previous episodes you can go back onto YouTube, folks, and check out Rebel Moon, check out Willy Wonka or Wonka rather and any other previous ones that you've done. Okay, so I think we're gonna. Caught a day there. Unless there's
2: anything else. Was, uh, what's, our, what's our tagline? i was going to say that you've butted in there. You it's just a, said so- if There. Was, you just said. Is there anything? Aye. Before. <laughs> Fuck with that. Sick. I don't Paul remember the
0: last time anyone ever said the tagline.
2: So,
1: so we are seismic cinema, and we believe in the, the power of escapism. So there you go, Colin. Thank you. All right. So okay. See
0: you later, guys. See you guys. Get to the chopper.
2: Run! Go! Get to the chopper!